I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968. 800-817-2968. That's 800-817-2968. Welcome. I'm gonna I'm gonna channel channel my inner Count Olaf. Hello, hello, hello. Except I'm not gonna call you orphans because that's rude. Dominic Jimenez on the microphone. We're rolling another live edition of Titillating Sports. Rick out today, so you got me. Busy show today. We got five guests, but more than five segments. It's actually a light day for me. So there's going to be time for your calls. You can give me a call, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. We got a composer, Academy Award-nominated composer, Daniel Pemberton. We've got Olympic silver medalist and world record holder, Kenny Harrison. We've got the reigning, defending, undisputed 2021 PBA Tour Player of the Year, Kyle Troop. He's back. We've got againstthenumber.com soccer specialist, George Gamble. It's transfer season, which means it's a rumor season. It's silly season in soccer. I'm excited for that. Yellowstone fans, we've got Jefferson White, a.k.a. Jimmy. He's got a new Yellowstone podcast. That should be cool, so we'll talk to him about that. And I feel like I'm missing somebody else, but I think actually that's it. So we've got time. For your calls, uh, however you might be listening, iTunes, iHeart, streaming live from our website, sportsbyline.com, Stitcher, uh, Sirius, or if you're listening on the American Forces Radio Network, thank you so much for your service and for keeping us safe. We're also streaming live on Twitch. Daniel, you notice what happens when I remember that I'm going to be on Twitch for three hours? I don't wear my junkiest sweatshirt to work. How about that? I've got a nice golf sweater on today. I dressed up. For everybody on Twitch who might be watching there. So we got a big show. On the other side, Academy Award-nominated film composer Daniel Pemberton joins me. I'm Dominic Jimenez. You're you. This is Titillating Sports on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette party. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. With just one spray of Microband 24, your hard surfaces are sanitized for up to 24 hours. Touch after touch after touch. So six hours from now? Still sanitized. 12 hours? Yep. 18 hours. We're really doing this. 24 hours. When used as directed, one spray of Microband keeps killing 99.9% of bacteria touch after touch for, yeah, up to 24 hours. Wow. Microband 24, the sanitizer four out of five doctors would use in their own homes. So why aren't you? You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back into the show, everyone. We're heard based out of San Francisco, heard across the United States and all around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Let's kick this show off with our first guest. He's an Academy Award-nominated film composer. He's uh, You've heard his music in, in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Trial of the Chicago 7, Molly's Game, Ocean's 8, and so many other projects. But his newest work is Being the Ricardos, which is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. And this composer is none other than Daniel Pemberton. The film Being the Ricardos uh, tells the relationship between I Love Lucy stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz. 
uh, stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem as Ball and Arnaz. And Daniel, welcome to the show. Uh, how did you get your start in in composing music for film? Because I feel like it, it's one thing to you know go and be a musician, but it's another thing specifically to create music and art for film. Yeah, I started off making weird electronic music in my bedroom when I was very younger shall we say <laughs> and uh i met a director through that I'd, I'd sort of weirdly put out a record when i was 16 of like weird electronic ambient records which if you're from san francisco was quite the rage in san francisco in the 90s it still is i got to hang out in san francisco a bit around 97 which i absolutely loved um and um the director heard that he asked me if I wanted to score a small documentary he was doing for TV. Um, I was still at school. I said, yes, I did my homework. Then I tried to work out how to write music for TV. Somehow it worked out. He asked me again. Other people asked me and that carried on for ages. And then I, then I got asked years and years later by Ridley Scott, um, who'd heard something I'd done if I'd, if I'd do his new movie, which of course I said, yes. And, you know, once you've done a film with Ridley Scott, everyone else starts paying you a bit more attention. And talk to me a, bit, a little bit about the, the beauty and the importance of audio for a film. Um, I think it's such an underrated or, or underappreciated part of film to audiences. And, and whether we're conscious about it or not, the music does have a lasting impact. When, when you hear certain sounds and certain music, audiences can be transported to that time they first heard it or their favorite time listening to it, watching this film. So talk to me about the importance of audio being added to film to set, to get the setting right. Yeah. I mean, film music can play a huge, well, it always plays a huge role in a film. Sometimes that's very apparent. Sometimes it's quite subtle. I liken it, I liken it a bit to actors. You know, you have some actors who might be a performance that kind of blends into the, into the, background a bit or is understated and then you have others that are like let's say tom cruise in mission impossible jumping around and you're like there's tom cruise um and film scores are kind of similar sometimes you need ones that explode everywhere and are really a big impact and you really mem remember them other times you need to be quite subtle and supporting what's happening on screen and just gently pushing the emotions most of the time i'm just interested in just basically seeing how far I can push the emotions of the people in the audience. And I want everyone to have like the most powerful experience you can have in the cinema or watching at home. And it's trying to work out how do you do that? How do you make, make these moments even stronger? Because if you think about all your favorite moments that you remember from cinema, you just think about all these things in your head. Often it's a scene with music in. I did. I completely and wholeheartedly agree. Um, what were some of the challenges that you faced? You talked about you getting your start and just making electronic music. Obviously, uh, there were no, there was no electronic music uh, back when uh, I Love Lucy was on and, w and when Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz were doing their thing. So what were some of the challenges that you faced with, I don't want to call it a period piece, but something that is very specific to a certain time frame uh, in the last 70 years? What was some of the challenges that you faced scoring this film? I mean, for me, the best thing about being a film composer is you basically get to do all kinds of different music if you want to. So like, you know, the same time this year is doing this film, I did another film called The Rescue, which is all electronics. Mm -hmm. And 
it's a really exciting part of of the job in a way and, and with this film with being the ricardos i really wanted to create a score that evoked that golden age of hollywood and felt of the time and the only way to really do that was to write a you know write for a really big orchestra so we recorded 70 musicians uh, abbey road studio one in london um and it's just a different mindset of like how you write and how you approach but i've been doing it for so long this you know writing for different films different projects that you just pick stuff up, you know, all through your career of, of, of how to do different things. We're speaking with Academy Award-nominated film composer Daniel Pemberton. His newest work is Being the Ricardos, which is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video, which talks about the, the film, tells the story of the relationship between I Love Lucy stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, uh, Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem star. Um, was there any pressure scoring this film uh, in terms of getting the music right while helping tell the story of the Ricardos, given that they were so heavily involved in music themselves at the time? Yeah. I mean, you know, Desi's background in, in as a band leader and that kind of Cuban influence as well, you know, that's a big, uh, and also the theme tune of the show is like so iconic and so memorable. Um, But, you know, Aaron Sorkin, the director was always like, this is, actually about the characters it's about lucille and it's about desi and i don't want you to concentrate on on this other stuff i wanted to look at them as characters and the lives they lead so you know we tried to approach it from a slightly different viewpoint really which was trying to get the emotional core of of their story and their journey in in this like really great great film and and how do you go about composing and to to accommodate tonal shifts throughout films because with something like this, it, it wasn't just all haha. It's funny. It, it did take a look into behind the curtain, if you will, into their lives, into some very heavy material. So, how do you go from composing uh, these scores to to accommodate the the shifts in tone from happy to funny to serious throughout a singular film? I mean, that is always the big challenge. Being a film composer is how do you get the tone right? And some films it's very obvious, you know. If you've got a film where things are blowing up every two seconds, there's a sort of tone that just sticks all the way through. But something like this, which is, you know, slightly more complex and more nuanced in terms of the characters, um, it, it, it's tricky. But, you know, with this one, I wanted to write like the people, the composers of the period did, which is basically just sit at a piano and, and compose themes and from there orchestrate out for orchestra. You know, often composers today, we have to sit in front of a computer, we have to make mock-ups, which are like sketches and demos. And it's a, it, it changes how you write. And, you know, the scores that were written in the sort of 50s and 60s, composers, you know, the first time a director would hear the music would pretty much be when they turned up on the recording stage. And that gave the composer quite a lot of freedom. And I wanted to try and capture sort of element of of freedom in the writing and having worked with Aaron Sorkin a bunch of times he was gracious enough to let me do that we have been speaking with the Academy Award nominated film composer Daniel Pemberton you've seen you've heard his work you haven't seen it you've heard his work in films such as Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse Trial of the Chicago 7 Molly's Game Ocean's 8 The Rescue and many more but his newest work is Being the Ricardos which is streaming now on Amazon Prime Video 
The film tells the story of the relationship between I Love Lucy stars Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, and it stars Nicole Kidman and Javier Bardem. Daniel, thank you so much for taking some time and joining us today and uh, and lending some insight into uh, a piece of film that I, I think, like I said, I don't think all fans really do appreciate or at least are consciously appreciative of music. So thank you so much for uh, peeking, pulling the curtain a little bit behind us and talking with us about your new project, uh, Being the Ricardos. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. I'm Dominic Jimenez. We got an open segment on the other side. So give me a call. 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. More on the other side. either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. Hello, you there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 1-800-926-1800. 926-1800. 
That's 800-756-3744. This is Titillating Sports with Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Every time we come back from the break, anybody checking us out here on Twitch is going to see me putting on a dance show for them. Nothing suggestive, but I'm vibing on a Thursday. That's just how I feel. And I can see my producer Daniel also vibing because this is the music we grew up listening to. It's always a good time here on Titillating Sports. Uh, the phone number, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Give that number a dial, and uh, Daniel will answer and punch you in, and we can talk some sports. Very cool interview with Daniel Pemberton, by the way. Um, it's fun. I didn't want to go and just start naming a bunch of iconic pieces of music, but when you hear dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, you know a shark attack is coming. And in television, when you hear you know you're watching Law and Order, so I, I think music and, and the the opening dun, 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 it's Star Wars, like or Indiana Jones, like you know these things. Music it, and me being an audio nerd, having working in radio, going to college for broadcasting, I'm an audio nerd, so I can appreciate these kind of things. And whether you know it or not, music in a film can make you feel a certain kind of way and can really set the tone. So. Thank you to Daniel Pemberton. That was, that, was, that was fun. I got to listen to some of the, the music. I haven't seen Meeting the uh, Being the Ricardos, but I've listened to the soundtrack. He crushed it. He crushed it. 1-800-878-PLAY. The last week has not been a good week for NBA broadcasters. And... I'm not the biggest fan of my Golden State Warriors TV broadcast team, Bob Fitzgerald and Kalena Azubuki. Their style, just, it's not for me. I know a lot of people love them. That's fine. You do you. I, that's good. Good. I, they're not for me. And there have been times over the years where one of them will say something dumb or or ridiculous or or whatever it might be. And I'll whine about it on Facebook or text some friends and and, and I'll whine about it. But last week, we may have hit a boiling point because they were actually reprimanded. They were they were they were caught. It, 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 it was more than just the people watching it that saw this clip. And it involved um, the Denver Nuggets guard Facundo Campazzo who he committed a foul. They were right. The broadcasters were right about that. He committed a foul. He came up under Iguodala on a rebound, hooked his arm. There was a foul. Compazzo, like most NBA players, was like, I didn't do anything. That wasn't a foul. What are you talking about? No. You know, with his arms up and questioning the call, like Iguodala does all the time. Iguodala always puts his shoulders up and his hands up. It. It's just a natural reaction in the sport now. But instead of leaving it at that, Fitzgerald and Kalena, uh, Fitzgerald goes, well, you you do know what the uh, national sport is in Argentina, where Composo is from. And Kalena goes, oh, yeah, yeah, soccer. That's what I was going to say. 
Still not great, but that's fine. They're saying he's embellishing it like a, like a soccer player would. Okay. I don't think you need to lump him in with an entire country of Argentina, but that's fine. And then Kalena Azub, I'm not going to do it because I'm, I have a brain. But Kalena Azubuki attempted to do a what I assume is an Argentinian accent. It was part equal parts Argentinian, Italian, and bad. And Fitzgerald chuckles. Yeah, that's not good. That's a terrible decision. You don't imitate accents. Unless you're like a comedian on stage and that's part of your 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 stick, your show, your set, whatever. But if you're a professional broadcaster for a sport, you don't do that. Come on. You don't mock an accent. So bad. And it went viral on Twitter. So they ended up, you know, being told I don't I'm not I don't have the inner workings of the organization, but the organization did talk to them. They apologized to Compazzo and also you know, Fitzgerald threw in a comment about Austin Rivers is in, 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 in the NBA and got his big contract for because of nepotism alone. Did the fact that his dad was the GM and the coach hurt? No. But can Austin Rivers ball? Absolutely. Austin Rivers, to me, is one of those guys you don't like him if he's not on your team. But if he's on your team, you love him. Very Draymond-like in that regard. So it was a bad two minutes of television for Kalena and Fitzgerald. Now, you would think in a week it couldn't get worse than that, right? Wrong! What are you talking about? What do you mean it gets worse? It got worse. Last night, Wednesday night, Washington Wizards broadcaster Glenn Consor. I'm just going to give you the quote. So Kevin Porter Jr. of the Rockets hit a game-winning shot against the Wizards. Glenn Consor, the Wizards broadcaster, decided this was this is what I'm going to this is these are my thoughts about that game-winning shot. You've got to give credit. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. Without the context that I'm about to give you, it's a weird sentence to start with. Kevin Porter Jr., like his dad, pulled that trigger right at the right time. That's a weird line, but okay. But now the context is about to make that statement infinitely worse. Because Kevin Porter Jr.'s father, Brian Kevin Porter Sr., pleaded guilty to first-degree manslaughter in the shooting death of a 14-year-old girl back in 1993. Porter Sr. was sentenced to four years and six months in prison for the crime, and in 2004, Porter Sr. was shot and killed in a Seattle bar while attempting to help someone who was being attacked. So Kevin Porter Jr.'s dad, guilty of manslaughter, spent time in prison. Multiple years in prison. And then he was shot and killed trying to help someone who was being attacked. Now, do I expect Consor to to, to know Kevin Porter Jr.'s history about his dad? Probably not. It's, It's not a player on his team. And Consor went to Twitter, because that's where you go, and apologized. 
Please allow me to take this opportunity to sincerely apologize to Kevin Porter Jr., his family, and the Rockets organization for the comments I made during last night's game. I mistakenly thought that Kevin was the son of former Washington player Kevin Porter and was unaware that the the words I chose to describe his game-winning shot would be in any way hurtful or insensitive. I've reached out to Kevin personally to apologize and hope to be able to talk with him soon. So I have a couple questions. One, as the Wizards broadcaster, you think he would know if former Washington Wizards player Kevin Porter, if his son was in the league? It would be like if a Warriors broadcaster didn't know that Tim Hardaway Jr. was actually the son of Tim Hardaway. Former Warrior great Tim Hardaway. It'd be like if the Rockets broadcasters didn't know that Kenyon Martin Jr. was the son of former NBA player Kenyon Martin. Again, I don't expect him to know Kevin Porter Jr.'s story and his father. Not everybody does. That's fine. I knew his dad was killed when Kevin was young. I didn't know the circumstances until this story came out. But there's two things at play here. One, you should know if it's a former Wizards great kid. You should. If you're the Wizards broadcaster. You should know a little something about your team. Two, it's just a weird sentence. I mentioned this earlier. He pulled the trigger at the right time. It's a game-winning shot. Like... There's only so much time left, period. It wasn't he pulled the trigger at the right time. No. It was he took the shot at the right time. It's just a weird phrase. And I know it's I know it's terminology. I, I know that it's a phrase we use in sports. We use it not in sports, too. Oh, is he going to pull the trigger? Is he going to pull the trigger? Oh, he pulled the trigger and he bought that thing at an auction. Or he clicked buy on eBay. I've used it before, but there is a certain expectation of professionalism we have to have for broadcasters. With the Kalena Azabuki in his apology, he said, hey, when we're having fun and we're being funny, we don't intend to mock or hurt someone. But it wasn't funny. Being funny, I don't even have an example. I guess being funny would have been like, oh, Luis Scola, who's also Argentinian, he would never. Something like that. I don't even know what would be considered funny in that moment. Trying to imitate a guy's accent? Who, For the record, I don't even know if Fagundo Campazzo has an accent. It's entirely possible he doesn't even talk like that. He might speak like this. For all I know, I've never interacted with him. I've never seen an interview with him. I wouldn't know. And LeBron, really quick, before we had to break. Oh, he thought this was cool, huh? Nah, we ain't going for this. Sorry, but this ain't going to fly. How insensitive can you be to say something like this? Beat it, man. I pray for you, but there's no place in our beautiful game for you. I don't know if there's no place for Glenn Consor in the game of basketball, but I'll tell you what. In that moment, there was no place for him, and there's no place for saying stupid things like he, Kalina Azubuki, and Bob Fitzgerald did. Professionalism. Broadcasting 101. 
All right, coming up on the other side, we got an, an Olympic silver medalist and a world record, record holder. Kenny Harrison will be joining us. I'm Dominic Menez. This is Titillating Sports. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-
The meet is from 10 a.m. to 4.30 Eastern and will be televised live nationally by NBC from 2.30 to 4.30. In uh, that, I, I gave her accolades and didn't mention her name. The, the Olympian, the world record holder is Kenny Harrison, and she joins us now. Uh, Kenny, how excited are you to be back in New York for the Milrose Games after the cancellation of the Games uh, last year? Hi. Um, I'm so excited to be back. Um, I know the atmosphere was crazy, and um, the track is really, really fast. There's always good competition. So just to have that experience again, I'm looking forward to it. And Kenny is one of more than dozens of uh, Olympic athletes who will be participating in the 114th Milrose Games. And what is the feeling like knowing you'll be defending your title and going in with a quote-unquote target on your back to, to be the person to beat uh, defending your 60-meter hurdle title? Um, I think that's what drives me to this excitement that's inside me, knowing that, you know, everyone wants to win and to defend my title and go and try to do that again and to see the work that I've been putting in. Um, it, it definitely builds up an excitement inside me. Um, I know, especially with the hurdles, you got to bring your A game, and um, I'm looking forward to it. Now, when I say 114th Milrose Games, that's that's history. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, some of the greatest in, in track and field have participated over the years. So what does that mean to you, the, the history and the annual quality of the competition at the Milrose Games and being getting to be part of it? It means a lot um, knowing that so many great athletes have ran on that track and to be a part of that, um, it's, a, it's, it's pretty cool. And... That just shows that the Armory, you know, they have everything that they need to bring such great quality athletes to the meet. I've been running in there since college, and every single time, um, it's such a cool event to be at. Now, I found it fascinating. You're the world record holder in the 100-meter hurdles, but you'll be competing in the 60-meter hurdles at, at the Milrose game. So what, what are some of the nuances between, obviously, you know, it's, it's 40 meters less, but what are some of the nuances and the challenges between running 60 versus 100 meters? Um, the 60-meter hurdles, you yeah. have to have a great start. Um, you can't really run people down in that race. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more, I think, faster. You have to be a lot more sharper. Um, the 100-meter hurdles, you know, you're able to, if you if you hit a few hurdles, you can kind of get yourself back into it, and you have time to kind of, like, breathe in between. But the 60s is so fast, so quick, um, and before you know it, uh, you're just running across the line. Right, and then um, you, you when you became the world record holder back in 2016 in the 100-meter hurdles, you, you broke a 28-year-old record uh, when you said it. Um, was there an extra sense of pride, not just being a world record holder? Obviously, that's a huge accomplishment, just at any point being a world record holder. But was there kind of an, an extra sense of, of pride or, or whatever it might be that you broke one that stood for so long? <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, I don't think I was thinking how long the record had been set. Um, I think once it happened, I think someone else was told me, like, you know, that was 28, 28 years, year old record. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, you know, but going to that, that Diamond League race, the goal was just to go and run fast and, and to shoot for the world record. Um, so to answer your question, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, it's 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 totally good. I, I understand. Um, so, what was um, 
your process for Tokyo like? Because I, there was so much uncertainty going on, whether the games were going to happen, where their fans going to be there. Uh, the world started shutting down, so athletes couldn't train. So take me through what that process was like between deciding to compete and then the actual competition and trying to train so that you were ready. What was that whole ordeal like getting ready for the Tokyo Olympics? Um, I think during that time, we just kind of trusted that things were going to be fine. Um, you know, I think Team USA kept reassuring that the Olympics were going to happen. So that was nice knowing. Um, you know, I have a great uh, training partners who we kept each other hungry and we kept each other like uh, hopeful for the Olympics. And then, you know, once trials happened, we were kind of like, okay, like this is happening. Um, but the whole process was, I was just really, really excited to have made my first team and to finally call myself an Olympian. Like, that's been one of my goals um, for the last couple years. And, uh, you know, I just try to keep that dream alive and, and again, just have faith that things were going to work out and the fact that the Olympics did happen and such great performances came from that. Um, You know, sitting out a year, you know, the athletes, when we showed up on the track, we didn't look like we sat out a year. So I think it just it, it brought another type of, um, like, something out of us, you know, just having that opportunity to go and, and run at the Olympics. We're speaking with Kenny Harrison. She's the world record holder in the 100-meter hurdles and an Olympic silver medalist, and she's headlining an outstanding women's 60-meter hurdles field at the 114th Milrose Games on January 29th from the Armory New Balance Track and Field Center in New York City. The meet's from 10 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time and will be televised live nationally by NBC from 2.30 to 4.30. Head over to milrosegames.org if you want to get some tickets or uh, some more information about the meet. Um, Kenny, how did you get started doing the hurdles? Because I, I think for most people, our first exposure is, you know, like during P.E. or something like that where we're just running the 100, meter, 100 meters or whatever it might be. So how did you get started doing it with the hurdles? I mean, honestly, you were spot on. I was the same way. I I was jumping over them in PE, um, so I knew I could do it. But I also was a soccer player, um, and the track coach asked if I wanted to run track, and I t- kind of told him like I don't really like just running. I I want to do something, and I knew I could jump over a hurdle, and um, I would run in the soccer games, and then go to the meet, the track meets, and did the three hundred meter hurdles because I didn't have good form for the hundred meter hurdles. Found the hurdle coach. And then, yeah, um, took off in, in the hurdles. And, and what is it like be running? You mentioned in the 60, you don't have, have an opportunity to really chase down uh, an, an opponent. So even the 100, I'd imagine there's still not a ton of time, at least compared to mm-hmm. longer disciplines. What, what is it like knowing you have to be near perfect the entire race. Not that it's an extended long race. We're looking at less than 13 seconds here. But what is that like knowing that you can't waste a single movement? Um, <laughs> you know, at that, at that moment when that gun goes off, knowing that you kind of don't have time for air, uh, you just believe that everything that you've been working towards or your technique is where it's at. Um, and that you're going to be perfectly fine. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, and one, one last question for you, Kenny. Um, what is it like representing the United States against the best in the world? I, 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 I know for every kid growing up who plays any sports, whether they're going to be an athlete long-term or not, 
I, I can't really think of a greater um, achievement than representing Team USA against the best that the rest of the world has to offer, and, and then being successful at it on top of that. So what, what has your experience been like getting to represent Team USA? My experience um, while representing Team USA, um, it's always great, you know, to be around such great athletes. It's just kind of mind-blowing. Um, you know, when we're at team meetings and stuff like that, you, you look around and you're like, wow, like, we are the best. Um, and, you know, we're so happy to be able to show the world what we have and to have Team USA across your chest. Um, you know, we have one of the greatest track and field teams in the world so uh that in itself just speaks uh such an honor um and i love i love it every single time there it is we are speaking we have been speaking with kenny harrison world record holder in the 100 meter hurdles and olympic silver medalist she headlines an outstanding women's 60 meter hurdles field at the 114th milrose games on january 29th from the armory new balance track and field center in new york city the meet will be from 10 a.m. to 4.30 Eastern and will be televised live nationally by NBC from 2.30 to 4.30. If you want some more information to see who's competing or you want tickets or broadcast schedule, whatever it might be, just head over to milrosegames.org. Kenny, thank you so much for taking some time and joining us today. It was a pleasure having you on, and good luck uh, at the Armory at the end of the month. Thank you so much. Kenny Harrison, everyone. Yeah, track and field was something I was never particularly good at. I'm not a small guy. I'm not not large, but I'm definitely not a small guy. So I was never fast. And uh, in PE, they never really taught us the 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 disciplines and, and the other track and field events that were more designed for the people who weren't fast runners. Obviously, you can't have a bunch of middle and high schoolers throwing a shot put, but hey, we could have used a javelin maybe. Or the discus? Maybe you could have taught us? I don't know. I'm just saying. But no, instead I was there competing with all my fast classmates and explosive athlete classmates doing long jumps and 100-meter dashes. Like, I'm not not good at this. This That was the only PE sport, like, unit. You know how back in PE, each sport was like a unit. It was always basketball or here's football or here's swimming I was good at all of them except track and field because I'm just not a good runner I was in decent shape I was athletic but I wasn't in phenomenal shape I didn't play a bunch of sports like actually play the sports in high school played football briefly but like I I could I can play basketball I can play baseball I can't run fast, and, and that was my problem. And heard her talking. I I hated the hurdles. We we did the hurdles one year. I think it was my sophomore year. I couldn't do it. Just something something about like the legs. The, it just they didn't work getting over the hurdles. It was funny. I got to tell you, it was funny watching a bunch of high school kids on a track trying to hurdle. That was a good time. The one. Track and field thing I was good at. I just remembered. We actually used to do the high jump. I was good at that. Go figure. The guy who's not fast could jump up. But he couldn't jump forward. I guess because I couldn't get enough momentum going. I I don't know. But Kenny Harrison, one of the many Olympians uh, performing, competing 
at the 114th Milrose Games on January 29th in New York. All right, I, I've whined about high school enough. Let's 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 take this to break. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Titillating Sports on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the window replacement hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I'm I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759.
This is Titillating Sports with Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show. We're wrapping up this hour. It was funny. Originally, I was just going to do a a good job, good effort type segment for the broadcasters earlier. And I'm like, I'm going to turn it into a whole segment. And uh, I think it went okay. Uh, Really quick, a quick note in basketball. Gerald Green, A, I didn't know this. He he has actually retired already. And he was uh, on the coaching staff with the Rockets in, in player development. But now he says, uh, with the success of guys like Greg Monroe, Lance Stevenson, and Joe Johnson getting 10-day contracts, he's coming back. That's right. He unretired. And he he left the Rockets player development staff, and he joined the G League, which he hasn't played in since 2011. He he wants uh, another run. He's played in 12 years. He last logged minutes in 2019 uh, in the playoffs for the Rockets. Excuse me. Uh, 2019 in the playoffs with the Rockets where they uh, lost to the Golden State Warriors. Um, Played preseason with them and then broke his foot and uh, never, never played again. He retired and he's a, last time he was in, he was in the D League as a member of the Los Angeles D Fenders, which is now the South Bay Lakers. He was actually the MVP of the 2011 D League All-Star Game. Now, I'm sure Gerald Green would prefer I remember him for something else. I still remember his cupcake dunk at the slam dunk competition. That's my Gerald Green highlight in my head. It's, you know, the ink blot test. What's the first thing you think of? Or what is it? I think it's the Rorschach test, whatever. The association test. If you give me Gerald Green, I say, blew out a candle on a cupcake while dunking. That's what I remember him as. That's what it is. Uh, he was good, though. Gerald Green was the kind of guy you wouldn't mind having on your team. Super athletic. He could play some defense here. Could shoot a little bit. There was nothing wrong with having a guy like Gerald Green on your team whatsoever. Especially on the Warriors, where they lacked an explosive athlete for a very long time. Now, don't get me wrong. Steph, amazing. Clay, amazing. Draymond, amazing. But they didn't have that guy. The kind of guy that a guy like Gary Payton Jr., or Gary Payton II, excuse me, and uh, Jonathan Kuminga, guys like that, just explosive athletes. So Joe Green might be back in the NBA. That's kind of cool. I'm here for it. I don't mind it. Uh, I don't know where on where he's going to play, but, hey, everybody's getting a G Oprah style, you get a 10-day hardship contract. You get a 10-day hardship contract. Daniel gets a 10-day hardship contract. We all get them. All right, I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Titling Sports. we got a couple more hours after this.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. A dishonest juror may have given defense attorneys for Ghislaine Maxwell a new trial after a juror said in media interviews that he was the victim of sexual abuse as a child, yet that information was not disclosed during jury selection. Maxwell was convicted last month on five federal charges, including sex trafficking of a minor. Prosecutors also asked Judge Allison Nathan to bring back the juror to question him about the comments. The Chicago Teachers Union has voted to close down in-class learning for our kids. In fact, some other school districts are staying closed, too, due to COVID-19. This seems to contradict what science and the White House are saying. Jen Psaki from the Lectern Wednesday. Uh, as the president said yesterday, uh, he wants schools to be open. We know they can be open safely, and we're here to help make that happen. Medical, scientific, and education experts that because of the historic work we've done, we are more than equipped to ensure schools are open. USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Amazon. New year, new you. Did you know that Amazon makes it easy to make more sustainable shopping decisions with the Climate Pledge Friendly label? The Climate Pledge Friendly label signifies that products have one or more sustainability certifications that help preserve the natural world, providing Amazon shoppers a quick and easy way to identify more sustainable products when they shop online. Customers can conveniently shop tens of thousands of Climate Pledge Friendly products on Amazon.com to get a head start on their New Year's resolutions. Whether shoppers are looking for workout gear, beauty products, or just to make small everyday changes, Climate Pledge Friendly can help customers identify products with sustainability certifications all year long from brands like Burt's Bees, Columbia, Honest Beauty, 7th Generation, and more to start shopping for more sustainable products and enjoy Amazon's wide selection, convenience, and everyday low prices. Visit Amazon.com and search for Climate Pledge Friendly or look for the label on product pages or in search results. Even with all the masking, distancing, and pandemic precautions in California, the virus continues to have increased numbers. California officials are citing what they refer to as an astonishing spike in coronavirus cases from overwhelmed hospitals. But the state's health director said Wednesday that additional restrictions are not being considered. California's confirmed cases have shot up nearly 500 percent in the last two weeks, and hospitalizations have doubled since Christmas to more than 8,000. State models forecast hospitalizations could top 20,000 by early February. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. It should be noted Dr. Fauci this week announced some hospitalization numbers may be inflated. As when someone breaks a leg or has an appendicitis and goes to the hospital for help, they're tested for COVID. If they test positive, they will be included in the hospitalization count because they were at the hospital when tested. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Supply chain task force leader John Percari from the White House lectern Wednesday reflects on last year's holiday supply chain numbers. Here's some of that briefing. The president saw early on how the pandemic was putting our supply chains to the test. In February, he issued an executive order requiring agencies to produce reports identifying challenges in our supply chains for a set of critical products and for a set of critical industries. When the first reports were released in June, 
He created a supply chain disruptions task force at the cabinet level to use every government lever to address the near-term disruptions related to the pandemic. One area he asked the task force to focus on was ports and trucking. In July, Secretary Buttigieg convened all of the key players from the goods movement supply chain, ports, labor, trucking, businesses, and more. In August, I joined the effort to serve as an honest broker who could help move everyone from finger pointing towards taking action. By October, the President brought together the nation's largest retailers, ports, and labor and earned commitments from all to move toward a 24-7 supply chain system. We also worked with the ports to propose fees on ocean carriers that were leaving import containers at the ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach for too long. This fee has helped lead to a 40% reduction in long-dwelling containers at those two ports. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Sorry there, just took a second to get myself gathered because my boss came into the studio and, you know, I put my mask on and I guess I'm so used to having it on, I didn't take it off. And I was about to start talking. I was like, oh, that's right. I don't really want to sound muffled like this. That would be what we call bad radio. So here I am. I had to remove my mask, and of course it was tangled up with my headphones. What else? But of course, right? Wouldn't happen any other way. My thanks again to uh, Daniel Pemberton and Kenny Harrison. Both really good interviews. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I, I'm an audio nerd, so I enjoyed hearing about scoring film. Then Kenny was great, and she's... Not a gold medalist in the Olympics, but a silver medalist and a world record holder. Maybe I should have thrown that question. Would you trade your world record to have won gold? But at the same time, I feel like that's rubbing it in just a little bit that she didn't win a gold medal. I didn't want to do that. That's just in poor taste. 
wherever you might be listening. I'd like to welcome you to the show. This is hour two of Tiddling Sports. Dominique Jimenez in for Rick on a Thursday. It's no longer Tiddle Tuesday or Tiddle Thursday. It's Dom's on the air Thursday. It doesn't really flow, but I don't really care. Coming up after the break, one of my favorite bowlers. Uh, he'll be making his second appearance. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had uh, A.J. Johnson becoming the first bowler to make a second appearance with me. And now another bowler will be making a second appearance with me, and that is Kyle Troop, the reigning, defending, almost undisputed. He almost won it unanimously. It was That's how dominant he was. Uh, the PBA Tour Player of the Year last year. They're getting started. Again, a few weeks ago, we were talking, oh, in the new year, they're getting started. Well, that's starting next week. So we'll have the 2021 Chris Schenkel PBA player to PBA Tour Player of the Year, Kyle Troop, on the other side. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Hitler Lane Sports on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Kyle Troop on the other side. This whole wall needs to be shelving, too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-437-8217-800-
Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show. I'm out here vibing to a song from Hotel Transylvania, too. How about that? I really like that song. Welcome back to the show. I also really like my next guest. That's right. Segway there. That is the 2021 Chris Schenko PBA Player of the Year, Kyle Troop. He won two titles. He set the single-season earnings record with almost $500,000 earned. The PBA Players Championship was his first major, and he is the defending champion of that event, which is coming up next week. That's right, the 2022 Guaranteed Rate PBA Tour. It's the 64th season of the PBA Tour. There will be 13 official events, and on January 15th, the Players Championship starts things off with five regional qualifying events taking place in five locations around the country. The top five bowlers from each region will then advance to their respective regional televised finals on Fox Sports 1 in Euless, Texas, between January 22nd and 24th. The five regional finals winners will then advance to the championship finals stepladder. Kyle, welcome back to the show, man. First off, congrats on winning the 2021 Player of the Year. Um, but how excited are you getting back to a full schedule? Uh, it feels great, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, like you said, 13 events this year, uh, five majors, $100,000 on top for each of them. It just feels good to be back competing, uh, hopefully get back under the TV lights. And, you know, most importantly, fans are back in bowling as well. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting season. Uh, lots of talent this year. Lots of uh, big moments coming up. And what's your mindset going into this upcoming season, knowing that you are the defending player of the year, this first major, you're the defending champion of that. What's your mindset like going in, knowing that, hey, they're, 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 these guys might be coming for me this year? Yeah, I mean, I can't be complacent. You know, uh, I've got to work even harder than I did last year. I put a ton of work in going into the 2021 season. And, uh, you know, it felt really good to see all the hard work pay off. But that's the thing. All the other guys that didn't get the player of the year, uh, they're probably just as hungry, if not more hungry now, working even harder. So, you know, I'm going to stick to my process, uh, keep my thoughts present, try not to think into the future very much, and, uh, you know, just do what I can do. You know, make the best shot I can, be the best version of myself I can be. You know, a cool thing I like about the Players' Championship, as I described, is that you have to win your region, and then you get to bowl in the stepladder final. It's not just, all right, here's X number of games of qualifying, the the, the best averages there get to go round robin, or they get to make the stepladder, whoever had the best average. It, it's a really involved process. So what is it like bowling in the Players' Championship, where you got to work kind of step by step you got to bowl well in your region and then you got to win it and then you got to get to onto the tv finals what is that like compared to other tournaments yeah i mean that that makes it one of the most challenging events uh you know being that you know we have 28 games of qualifying and then we go down to texas for the first tv show so not only are we bowling in a different center as well uh compared to where we bowl the qualifying at you know uh and also it's a few week event so you have to really stay locked in you know mentally physically uh, even during the downtime when I'll be back at home, uh, you know, last year we even had a little more time between qualifying and the TV show, so it was even more difficult. But bowling in different centers, uh, being a two-week wait to try and get to that final show, uh, you know, but like I said, the, the first goal is to get to Texas. 
once we get there, I don't care if I'm the five seed, the one seed, you know, get me back under the TV light so I can uh, put on a show and hopefully get back to defending my title on the major championship show. You were able to earn almost $500,000 on tour last year, which was a record. Um, First, how does it feel knowing that the record, one, you're holding a record, which the history of bowling is so rich with uh, iconic figures in the sport, such great bowlers. How does it feel knowing you have a record? And then two, the record that you own now, you beat Walter Ray Williams Jr. What is that like? So, you know, that was not even a goal of mine coming into the season. You know, I didn't really think I'd probably hold a PBA record, but, you know, to also, uh, kind of trump Walter Ray Williams. I grew up as a kid watching him bowl, traveling around on tour with my father, Guppy Troop, in the South region, uh, being that Walter's from Florida. Uh, so, you know, he, he taught me some things growing up as a kid. So to, to have the record over him is, is such an honor and to be in the record books of the PBA. But, uh, you know, I, I hope that this record doesn't stand for very long because then that means we're bowling for even more money, uh, you know, and I have to thank the PBA and Bolero for the opportunity to bowl for some big money last year and, and uh, they're doing it right again this year uh, with six events actually paying $100,000 first. So, you know, if, if the record gets broken, I'm going to be happy. Uh, hopefully I'm doing it. But if not, you know, that means the sport is evolving. Uh, we're getting to bowl for bigger prize funds and, uh, you know, break some more records along the way. You mentioned the increased prize funds for the majors. We talked about you setting the earnings, single-season earnings record. How does that, in your opinion, being somebody on tour, seeing the prize funds change, seeing the game change, how would you say that that's kind of accurately reflected the growth of the tour over the last you know, five, ten years? Oh, I mean, it, the tour has definitely evolved, uh, you know, and I think a big part of it is from Bolero taking over the PBA. Uh, they brought in a lot of sponsorships over the last few years. Kia, PBR, Snickers, several big brands. And, uh, you know, that alone right there shows that we're getting bigger companies uh, to be interested in bowling, getting people outside of the sport to tune in. And, uh, you know, that's, it's an exciting time to be a professional bowler. Uh, a lot of the kids right now bowling collegiately, you know, they're seeing these big money prize funds on TV, you know, breaking earnings records. So I think that's going to drive the youth and the younger bowlers to want to become a professional bowler. And, you know, the more bowlers we get, the more tournaments, the more money, and everybody's happy with that. We're speaking with Kyle Troop. He's the 2021 Chris Schenkel PBA Tour Player of the Year with a reigning Player of the Year. Two titles, single-season earnings record of $496,900. He's also the defending champion at the PBA Players' Championship, and the 2022 edition will get things kicked off just a week from this weekend on January 15th. The PBA Players' Championship will start with the five regional qualifying events taking place in five locations around the country, and that'll be part of 13 official events and five majors this season. Kyle, you mentioned that you've got eight career titles. You mentioned your dad, and you've got eight career titles. That actually ties you with your dad now. I I, I know that, you know, it's it's a father-son relationship, so you kind of have to be really looking forward to winning number nine, right? Oh, most definitely. That's uh, probably, other than uh, defending a title this year, that's definitely the number one goal is to get around my father. You know, I, I do have a major title. He didn't quite get one of those, finishing second in the 84 U.S. Open. And then uh, adding the player of the year to the to the Troop family, you know, was such an honor and a, a great moment for my family. But, yeah, it's time that, uh, you know, I'm officially the man of the family when it comes to bowling. So you best believe I'm going to be hungry for that. But he already said that he better be on the TV show when I do win my night title. So he's ready to see it as well. 
Does he does he give you a hard time about it? Like oh, I taught you everything you know, or is he is it no just a pure fatherly like Hey, I'm proud of you. Oh, he still tells me that he has 42 regional titles, and I'll never <laughs> catch him in that because I only have 13 of those. And I'm like, hey, we count the national titles on the big boy tour. So you know, it's always a fun family family feud, I guess you could say between us. But at the end of the day, you know, he's happy. He's uh, probably living vicariously through me uh, as his bowling's kind of slowed down a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, a blessing to, to follow in my father's footsteps and hopefully, you know, achieve more titles than he did. And, you know, just being a fan favorite, you know, putting on a show, I have to thank him for teaching me to be the entertainer that I am as well. You know, growing up around bowling, you know, a lot of times we hear, you know, parents want their kids to follow in their footsteps, especially in, in athletics, and kids can kind of get burnt out. Did that ever happen to you, or did you know growing up around bowling and being around your dad and other pros that this is what I want to do? Did you ever face that, ah, it's what my dad does, I kind of don't want to do that, or have you always been all in on bowling? Well, luckily I was pretty much all in on bowling from a young age, but uh, it was also because I wasn't very good at the other sports. You know, I might average two points a game in basketball. I wasn't big enough in football, never played baseball. So, uh, you know, I guess between not being very athletic in the other sports and being good at bowling at such a young age and just watching and seeing how much fun my father had bowling on tour, you know, it's it's such a, a personal sport. You know, the fans are able to get up close and personal with the professionals that they see on TV. And, uh, you know, there's no better feeling than walking to an bowling center, you know, people asking to take a picture with you or get an autograph because, you know, it's very humbling that, you know, they support me. So I want to try and do my best to, to put on a show for them and entertain and, and, you know, just make the sport a better sport. And one last question for you, not entirely about bowling, but, uh, you got to be part of an iconic piece of Americana. You were on a float at the Thanksgiving Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. What was that experience like for you? That was like an experience like no other, you know, especially growing up as a kid, watching the parade with my mom and dad, uh, to be there and to be, I guess, myself and Shannon O'Keefe, the first representatives of good bowling to be a part of the parade. It was, it was such an honor uh, to just see, how much work it really takes to, to put all those floats together and, you know, just coordinating the whole event. And then, uh, you know, the two to three million people that packed the streets, it was not very warm in New York and most of it was in the shade. So it's just a, a great time. You know, everyone was very joyful, very happy. Uh, it was an experience I'm never going to forget and hopefully get to experience again in the future. We have been speaking with Kyle Troop. He's a 2021 Chris Schenkel PBA player of the year. He won two titles, set the single-season earnings record, and he will be defending his title at the PBA Players' Championship in just a week. It gets started in a week. It's part of the 2022 Guaranteed Rate PBA Tour. It's the 64th season of the PBA Tour, 13 official events, five majors. The fans are back, and it all kicks off January 15th with the PBA Players' Championship. Uh, Five regional qualifying events taking place in five locations around the country before we have regional finals on FS1 and then the five regional regional finals winners advance to the championship step ladder. Kyle, always a pleasure having you on, man. Thanks so much for taking some time and joining me and talking some bowling, getting ready for the 2022 Guaranteed Rate PBA Tour. Best of luck. Thank Thank you very much for having me on. Pleasure. All right, that is Kyle Troop, one of my favorite bowlers. I was going to ask him what it's like being one of the old guys on tour, but then I would have called myself old because we're the same age. All right, I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Tiddleline Sports.
Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Appropriate song. I am living it up. I'm living my best life. We're on the air. I just talked to another bowler, one of my personal favorites, the player of the year. What what better person to talk about? The defending champion of the Players' Championship. What better way to get hype for the tournament starting next week than having him on, Kyle Troop, the man. We've got, we're going to talk some soccer with ATN soccer handicapper, specialist, I think specialist is the right word they use, George Gamble in about half an hour, in about 40 minutes, actually it's more like 15 minutes with George Gamble, in like 40 minutes we're going to talk with Jimmy from Yellowstone, that's right, Jefferson White, 
But in the meantime, give me a call, 1-800-878-PLAGUE, 1-800-878-7529. We've got Armand on the line. Armand, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? I've got to talk about Steph Curry and this slump and how everybody's giving this guy a pass now. Anybody that's familiar with me talking about the Warriors, they know how much I love Steph and all. Mm -hmm. But we got to call it for what it is, shooting under 40% overall in his last 16 games out of 35 games total that he's played. That's almost half of his season of half a season in which he's under 40%. Now, can he turn it around? Yeah, he can. But one thing that you got to be honest about, because I'm hearing local media and the fans, nobody wants to talk about this guy, but if it's LeBron James – if it's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, a KD, you better believe they get heat. And Steph Curry got to hear the heat. You know, he's getting off to too many starts where he's one for six, three for 10. He's uh, five for 16. You know, it's got to stop. For the Warriors to be at their best, he has to play better. Now, Clay should be coming back, and that can help. But he's missing layups. He's relegating himself to shooting 14 threes out of about 19 shots. He's completely eliminated his mid-range game. Um, you know, nobody really wants to talk about it, but I just don't like how people are acting like it's just a couple of games. When you look at a lot of performances that the Warriors have had, he's been bad in some of these wins. Uh, you know, now they beat the Suns. He was 10 for 27 on Christmas. That's still not a good percentage. Hmm. The first time they beat the Suns, 8 for 20. You know, he's had a 7 for 28 game against San Antonio, 7 for 22 against Charlotte. Uh, he was, what, uh, 5 for 24 yesterday, and he was, what, 3 for 17 against Denver, yada, yada, yada. So the bottom line is Steph Curry has got to get it together for the Warriors to really be that dominant team. And it does concern me that we're almost at the halfway point in the season, and he's pretty much played every game minus two. And he's got career lows across the board in uh, field goal and three-point percentage. And it's not just by one or two percentage points. We're talking about, what, about seven or something like that? So what do you think about that? All right, so – I'm going to preface it like you did and say I love Steph Curry. I'm 100% on board with you there. Love the guy. Love what he means to the Warriors, what he's done for the Warriors. I'm not going to go so far as to say Father Time is undefeated because Steph's still looked phenomenal at times. But I think it's a bit of a culmination of the last few seasons where the Warriors haven't been at 100%. He hasn't had Clay. A, there to help play defense. B, to take off some of the offensive burden in terms of the defense paying attention. Because as much as I don't care for him, Andrew Wiggins has been phenomenal this year. I have to give him credit where it's due. He's been terrific. He's shooting. He's one of the league leaders in three-point percentage, which is, if you had given me 50 guesses, I I admittedly don't think Wiggins ever would have ever been one of my guesses. Um, He's been great. But what I think is starting to happen, it's not that Steph's getting old, but I think he's starting to just tire a little bit from, A, the grabbing and the physical defense. I mean, you just got to look at Steph's arms, and there's a new cut every yeah. night. He, he gets held. It's that's, that's a fact. That's not being a homer. That's taking my glasses off as a Warriors fan. I say as I'm wearing a Warriors hat right now, 
and B, the amount of running and work he has to do to try to get open shots. So those are, I think that's the main thing. The other thing I will say in defense of Steph is having watched these games, the layups getting missed are not good. I will admit 100%. But a lot of his shots, I don't know if you've noticed, Armand, but a lot of the shots are going about halfway down and then rattling out. So I will give him some credit, a slight pass, that, hey, he's online a lot of these shots. Most of the time we see them go in. That can change in an instant where something that's barely a miss turns into a solid make. But I will say I think a long-term issue, and I think it may bleed into the playoffs a little bit and like you said is the slow starts but I think part of that is the guy has carried this team on his back for the most part the last two years and I think he's just a little beat down so I this is where I would disagree to this extent um when I see him get off to these inconsistent slow starts at the beginning of the game that worries me for this reason that doesn't have much to do with fatigue because he's not getting beat up in the game. Now, the fourth quarter, third quarter, if you want to talk about uh, his minutes are up more than normal, too. Um, the rotations are different. I would be less concerned if it was more so in the third and the fourth quarter. But when I'm seeing all these slow starts game after game in the first quarter, I don't know what's going on with that. I see him missing a lot of shots that he was making. I think he's got more help helping him this year. Um, yeah, the layup missing, like the layups that he's missing. And then another thing, too, something about Steph Curry, we got to be honest about his Warrior fans. He's been such a great shooter. A lot of the things that people have said over the years about him taking bad shots, but he makes them. This is what it looks like when those bad shots don't go in. 30-foot three-pointers, uh, step-backs with two people near you, 35 feet, 27 feet, they're going in. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's never had to physically adjust his game because he's uh, always been able to make those shots, and I agree with you. I don't think it's father time either. Whoever says that is just being ridiculous. I just think he's missing shots for whatever reason. However, he's never mentally adjusted his game. Like when I look at Chris Paul, I see Chris Paul do a lot of fakes up and under, uh, pump fakes. And he'll move into the mid-range to get a wide-open mid-range shot with nobody around him instead of taking maybe a pump fake three with a guy closing out on the side of him. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't see Steph Curry doing that. I would like to see him adjust his game mentally, shooting-wise, to get even easier shots. They are grabbing. They are holding. These refs are never going to call that, even though they should. We all know that. Um, He even got pushed in the back on a layup that he missed, and it should have been a foul call, but it is what it is. But I just think that mentally Steph Curry has to take his game to another level because one thing we also have to acknowledge, he's not 25 anymore. Mm -hmm. And so he was never the fastest. He never had the quickest step. But he was definitely faster and quicker at 25, 27 than he is at 33. And maybe he just can't get around people quite as fast precisely as he used to. What do you think of that? No, I think you're right about that. And another thing, you're right, the slow starts are concerning. And I think that's also a byproduct. Look, there's no arguing Steph hasn't been himself. And even objectively, if it's not Steph, he hasn't been great. He's been okay. And I think part of that, and you mentioned it, is 
the fans expect every shot he takes to go in. We, we I understand how stupid that is, but you can't tell me when but Steph puts spoiled. it up. We've been absolutely spoiled. I liken it to a kid who, you know, goes and gets straight A's, you know, we'll call it, you know, first two years of high school, and they might get a B or a C, and if the, the parents might be a little disappointed, not necessarily because the kid did poorly. If he's still got a B, that's great. It's just that there's this expectation that has been created that if we don't see that expectation, we're disappointed. So... I got to run to a break, Armand, so I want to thank you for the call. But I think that's where we're at right now with Step. I don't I don't know what the solution is for the slow starts. Maybe it's getting him some easier buckets. There's that whole cliche of, oh, once he sees one go in, he'll be good. Maybe we can draw some, some play for Step to get an easy layup, where like we see Gary Payton under the basket with an easy layup. Maybe that's what it is. I don't have a solution, though. But I do hope he gets better because we, we all know what he's capable of. Armand, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. It was great talking to you. Coming up on the other side, George Gamble of Against the Number. We'll talk some soccer. This is Dominic Jimenez. This is Titillating Sports. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. 800 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. This is Titillating Sports with Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show. It's not our normal first segment of the third hour. We've we've moved it today. It's the third segment of the second hour, and it's going to be our againstthenumber.com segment. You might ask me, Dom, what's against the number? Let me tell you. Againstthenumber.com. Is a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, and that's beating the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. We, they offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist-specific packages. Prices are reasonable. Tracking and distribution process is simple. And the results are real. I'd like to welcome in a friend of the show now, uh, George Gamble. He's a soccer expert at AgainstTheNumber.com and a Manchester City fan. We're still going to have him on despite that. George, how are you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing quite well. I'm doing better than my Manchester United, I'll, I'll tell you that much. But um, let's start with your Manchester City because they're actually ha- – it's come out today. They're having some COVID issues Pep Guardiola is going to miss the the FA Cup match uh, tomorrow. Seven first-team players are in isolation. To be fair, they're playing Swindon Town, so I I think they'll be fine regardless with backups, but how does that impact City moving forward with Champions League the next round right around the corner, too? Yeah, I mean, personally, I think it's probably, if it's going to happen, now's a a good time for it to do so when, you know, the, the game's starting to sort of even out, if you like, but obviously as more games get postponed, you do sort of worry that further down the line there's going to be that backlog of games and the games coming thick and fast. And as we've seen recently with managers like Jurgen Klopp, um, he's not been happy about it. And obviously they've uh, had their game tonight postponed uh, against Arsenal in the semi-final of the League Cup. Um, but yeah, I think it's an ideal time, personally, because the last thing City would want is, you know, they, they do try and chase uh, their, their maiden Champions League win. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, they wouldn't want players unavailable to them when it comes to that crunch time. So I think now when you've got domestic cups coming in, um, you know, we've got a fairly easy run of fixtures. You know, you say easy, they look easy on paper, but it's never that way in the Premier League. But mm-hmm. I think it would be an ideal time if you're going to have to get COVID. Obviously, it's never an ideal time to get COVID. But, you know, just looking at it before that game um, against Swindon Town, um, just looking here, because they face multiple rounds of testing. Um, so the round of testing this evening We've got around, I believe, looking at it, Kyle Walker, Diaz, Rodri, Gunduan, uh, De Bruyne, Jesus, Bernardo. They've all tested negative. So, you know, we've still got a, a very decent crop of players available to us. And if anything, a lot has been made about it. But I think it's, I call it a blessing in disguise, if you'd like, because the FA are apparently forcing people to play these FA Cup games regardless of if they've got to you know, play youth players. And I think it's an excellent opportunity for a host of different teams to play some of the youth players, get them some experience, and give them a chance to impress. 
Yeah, we actually saw that with Real Madrid in the Copa del Rey yesterday. Uh, Lunin, like he's, he's like he's like twenty years old. He got his first big big time start in, in in a win there. So I completely agree with the the young side, especially these super club type teams that have such talent uh, in, in on the first team. These youngsters never really get a chance. So I, I will completely agree with you uh, there. And George, it's January, so it's transfer season. As a soccer fan and a soccer handicapper, how excited do you get during transfer season? Because I love it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely love transfer season as well. It's, over the years, being a City fan, I was there when we were terrible. So seeing you know, how we've kind of grown in terms of the, the caliber of players we brought in, it's always been exciting. But this transfer window, the winter transfer window, is, is kind of a little bit different. Obviously, everyone knows that Newcastle United, now the, the richest club, going um, but they're in, a, in the midst of a very very tough relegation battle and they need to get reinforcements if they want to avoid the drop so it's very interesting to see what they're doing looks like they're about to announce Kieran Trippier from uh, Atletico Madrid mm-hmm. uh, right back there and obviously being linked with every other name going um, but yeah a lot, lots of players on the market everyone wants to hear what's going to go on with Haaland he said his uh, situation is going to be resolved uh, by the end of January Blahovic Fiorentina who's been absolutely in phenomenal form Everyone's sort of wondering where he's going to go. There's rumours about Arsenal, even Newcastle, um, City as well. So it's always an exciting time wondering where, you know, the best players in Europe, where are they going to be playing their trade? Fans of all the clubs wondering if they're going to be going to their side. It's, it's always good fun. I imagine it's very similar. I don't follow the um, the NFL that closely, but I can imagine it's very similar to kind of, you know, the draft and getting a potential, you know, latest uh, crop of it, talented players. Oh, absolutely! Now I was actually—you just led me into my next question. That's that's how that's how much of a professional you are, there, George. You're you're leading my interview there. Um, I was going to say in America, you know, with, with the 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 rumor mills, we've got insiders and all those kind of things. They're like, oh, okay, this guy's going to. I'm hearing the discussions are about this guy, and here's going to be the compensation. But I think the rumor mill in Europe, especially with soccer, it takes it to a next level. It, it, it goes crazy. It. it there are very few sources where you're like, okay, I think that this is for real. Otherwise, it's a lot of conjecture and what they think and speculation. But in in, in your opinion, do you expect any big names to move? Or are we waiting until the summer when, you know, there's more time to get him implemented into the squad and, and, and there's more time to negotiate a, a fee, a transfer fee for the player? Are you expecting anybody else big name to move? I know Mbappe, will he or won't he? He's going to be, uh, his contract expires at the summer. Will, will PSG try to get something for him while they can? Or are you expecting any big moves or no? There's so many variables in it. It'd be so difficult to say because things can change. You know, within ten minutes, everything can change. Um, I, I would question though with Real Madrid. You know, if if you've got a player that's very keen to come to you, I know you kind of want them immediately. But the winter part with, I believe the, uh, the figure reported was around just over forty million, about forty six million, um, to get Mbappe now. But you know, you wait six months or so, you get him for free. Um, obviously, with a signing on bonus. So I'd, I'd question that, but. A lot of deals that will happen in the summer will get done in January because it's very foolish to think that teams wait until the transfer window is open before sounding out players to see you know, try and gauge their interest. I think if there was one to move, I do feel like Vlahovic could potentially be the one. Uh, Fiorentina have just signed uh, striker Piatek uh, from Hertha Berlin. So he's a centre forward there and I can't believe they'll just sign him just to keep him on the bench. Um, so it, it sounds to me like they may be getting the replacement in for Vlahovic. Um, who should go for around 70 million euros. That's what's being reported. So I think if there was one to move, I, I do feel like Vlahovic would be the one. In terms of other big moves like Haaland, I think that would be the kind of thing that's maybe sorted now, uh, sorted this month, 
but he won't officially move until the summer. So I think you may get a couple of shocks in this winter window, but overall, the summer is when the big things happen. We're speaking with George Gamble, soccer expert at againstthenumber.com, talking a little transfer season right now. I want to get your thoughts, George, on a couple of American strikers uh, heading over to Europe. Uh, Daryl DK heading over to West Brom in the Premier League, and Ricardo Pepe, who kind of took the the U.S. and the world by storm with a couple international performances, uh, is heading to Germany with Augsburg. Uh, Augsburg, excuse me. Uh, what can we expect from those guys? Uh, are, are, are we expecting them to hit the ground running? Uh, is it going to take some time for them to find their footing in a different country, different part of the world, different squad? What, what, what's your gauge on those two moves? Yeah, I think it's, it's going to take them a while to, to bed in, isn't it? I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, Pepe does actually at Augsburg in, in the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga has proven uh, to be a perfect platform for you know up-and-coming strikers looking to apply their trade there and, and improve and set the world alight. And I think Ricardo Pepe's got it's a perfect opportunity for him to to impress. I, I do rate him. Watched obviously a bit of the MLS last year, and, and he impressed me whenever I watched his movements, the way you know how intelligent he was with the ball. Um, so yeah, I think he's got a bright future, and I think Augsburg is the perfect platform for him. I think it's a perfect move. Not too big of a club, you know, and he's going to be guaranteed game time. Um, and in terms of the other one, for obviously you can go into West Brom again. I think that's a, a very good move. West Brom playing their trade in the Championship at the moment, and they are crying out for a striker. But the one thing they miss is a decent centre forward. That's what's been hindering them. Um, you know, they've dropped so many points in the Championship where they probably should have won the game. Um, and I think he can make all the difference for them. So again, I think it's a perfect opportunity for him. So for me, maybe give them a, a couple of months to, to bed in. You know, brand new surroundings. Obviously, you know, stick has been over here before on loan. So he kind of gets the gist of it, but I still think it'll take him time to bed in now that he's here permanently. Um, so yeah, give it a couple of months, and I think we'll see both of them, um, you know, hitting the ground running, scoring goals, doing what they do best. All right, and George, we've hit the halfway point of European soccer. Most teams have played 18 to 19 games, quite literally the halfway point. Um, who have been some pleasant surprises, and, and conversely, who have been some disappointments besides my Manchester United? Um, Everton, for me, I think Everton have been absolutely dreadful. When uh, Rafa Benitez went in, I thought, right, brilliant. They've got, they'll finally have someone in there who can uh, you know, instill some stability. Um, but they've just been floundering. They really have. They've been relatively awful. You know, they find themselves it's eight points um, above the relegation zone. But I, I feel like, you know, with the business that Newcastle could potentially do and the teams below them, it wouldn't surprise me to see them get dragged into that. They've won just five games um, of their, you know, 18 matches that they've played. Uh, and I believe it's around. 10 points difference to where they were at last season when they were doing well um, and yeah things just haven't been going great for them if uh, if I'm being honest and I kind of want to want to see a bit of improvement from them the other, other side in Serie A actually uh, you know Genoa and Cagliari both being kind of mainstays in Serie A in the top flight there and they're really struggling and in fact it's only because of crisis clubs to learn Tana that they're not at the foot of the table themselves both of them Cagliari picked up their own, well only their second win um, of the season today um, and that was a, a very, very good 2-1 win away to Sampdoria. Meanwhile, Genoa played out a one-all draw with Sassuolo. So Genoa still sat second bottom, won just one game of their 20 all season. Um, you know, they both of them just conceded far too many goals. And I'd be expecting them to try and be push up towards you know, maybe top half of the table. So those three, for me, have been major, major disappointments. And in terms of others that were kind of expected, um, leads with that second syndrome, second season syndrome. You know they were very impressive in their very flamboyant style of play under Marcello Bielsa. It's starting to reality starting to set in a bit, and I think they're getting found out with that style of play. They're going toe to toe with people that they're just not as good as, um, and they're being made to pay the price for it. And they're languishing down near the foot of the table in the Premier League as well.
And one last uh, little series of questions here, George. The African Cup of Nations starts this weekend. Um, you know, we know we know the big names. We know the Mohamed Salahs, the Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the Edward Mendes, the Riyad Mahrez, Sadio Mane, those type of guys. We, we know about them, but are there any uh, players that you're expecting to kind of take center stage and, and surprise and start to become a little more of a household name at this tournament? It's difficult for me with the African Cup of Nations. I'll be honest with you, the African Cup of Nations isn't necessarily something I've looked too much into as my time's always taken up with the Euro- European leagues, you know, other competitions, Europa League, um, it's obviously Champions League, and as well as that, uh, Copa America, those will be where I tend to focus. So mm-hmm. my African Cup of Nations knowledge isn't super, like, that well. I'd imagine there's people that have got more superior knowledge than myself. So for me, it'd be hard to, I wouldn't want to come on here and say, yeah, yeah, this player, he'll, he'll do very well. But it'd be hard for me to suggest. But there's no doubt, as you said, we know about Salah, we know about Mahrez, and they're going to be the favourites, obviously, like this tournament. Um, so it'd be difficult for me. But the one team I'd want to keep an eye out for, um, I, th- I think Ivory Coast, they've struggled you know, in the past sort of few years um, in terms of the way they've been playing. But you know, I, I'd have them as dark horses to win this. But Algeria, I really like Algeria. Every time I've watched Mahrez, being a City fan, I love following Mahrez. So I think he's just... I think he's excellent. He struggled in his first season. But even when he goes to Algeria, he's just got that sense of leadership. He's got that leadership quality. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they do because it's not just about Mahrez. There's a few other good players there as well. Um, so they'd be my other tip for a dark horse to win this as well. There it is. We've been speaking with George Gamble. He's a soccer expert at againstthenumber.com. He's he broke us uh, broke us down with some disappointing teams, some exciting teams. Who to check out at the African Cup of Nations? And of course, we navigated a little bit through the transfer season. George, thank you so much for taking some time and joining us. Always a pleasure having you on. Cheers, friend. Brilliant. Thank you for having me. Have a great rest of your show. Thank you so much. That is George Gamble. Check him and the many other excellent uh, experts, not just soccer, of all sports at againstthenumber.com. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Tatalani Sports on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. car listen if i was a cop i'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance Woo! i bet that would scare the heck out of you <laughs> but seriously i still want you to get your insurance papers out whoa that's ridiculous look we all have cars that means insurance but newsflash you don't have to pay a fortune for it what smart people all over the united states are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling ais insurance some of you could be saving up to six hundred dollars a year Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. 
Steel man pills. Things weren't always looking up, if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Ah, oh, James Arthur. That one was from my sister. She liked the song, and I vibe to it, so it's all it's, it's all it's all a good time. Uh, my thanks again to George Gamble and Kyle Troop this hour. Uh, really quick, Novak Djokovic got a religious exemption to go to Australia and defend his Australian Open title. Cool. Good for him, right? Um, the only problem is the Australian Tennis Federation. I don't, I don't know the actual acronym, but the Tennis Association that granted him the um, the okay to come in on the exemption from being vaccinated. Apparently, they didn't communicate with the Australian government, and the Australian government's like, no, 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 you're not coming in here. No, heck, no. But no. So <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Arrived in Australia. He was at the airport. He arrived. And he's still at the airport. I don't know what's taking so long to get him back on a plane to wherever he needs to go. But he's still at the airport. And his dad is like, yeah, my son's being held prisoner. Like, that seems a little excessive. I don't I don't want to assume they're actually detaining him and he's, you know, locked up in a a brightly lit room. I don't think that, obviously, I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't know. I doubt it. But it's kind of funny that um, he got the okay, he flew there, and then the government's like, no, you can't, no. You have to be vaccinated. Remember, Australia's got some of the strictest lockdown, vaccine, whatever you might want to call it, protocols in the world. And yeah, they don't want Novak Djokovic there if he's not vaxxed. 
And I feel a little bad for Djokovic in the sense that if the right people in Australia had just communicated with one another, he wouldn't have had to fly to Australia and then wait to fly back home or wherever he might be flying to next. Novak Djokovic living at the airport temporarily. All right. More on the other side. We got Jefferson White after this news break. He plays Jimmy on Yellowstone. Your call is 1-800-878-PLAY. And, of course, more sports talk. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Tiddling Sports. Radio News with Lance Pry. A dishonest juror may have given defense attorneys for Ghislaine Maxwell a new trial after a juror said in media interviews that he was the victim of sexual abuse as a child, yet that information was not disclosed during jury selection. Maxwell was convicted last month on five federal charges, including sex trafficking of a minor. Prosecutors also asked Judge Allison Nathan to bring back the juror to question him about the comments. The Chicago Teachers Union has voted to close down in-class learning for our kids. In fact, some other school districts are staying closed, too, due to COVID-19. This seems to contradict what science and the White House are saying. Jen Psaki from the Lectern Wednesday. Uh, as the president said yesterday, uh, he wants schools to be open. We know they can be open safely, and we're here to help make that happen. Medical, scientific, and education experts that because of the historic work we've done, we are more than equipped to ensure schools are open. USA Radio News. This report is sponsored by Amazon. New year, new you. Did you know that Amazon makes it easy to make more sustainable shopping decisions with the Climate Pledge Friendly label? The Climate Pledge Friendly label signifies that products have one or more sustainability certifications that help preserve the natural world, providing Amazon shoppers a quick and easy way to identify more sustainable products when they shop online. Customers can conveniently shop tens of thousands of Climate Pledge Friendly products on Amazon.com to get a head start on their New Year's resolutions. Whether shoppers are looking for workout gear, beauty products, or just to make small everyday changes, Climate Pledge Friendly can help customers identify products with sustainability certifications all year long. From brands like Burt's Bees, Columbia, Honest Beauty, 7th Generation, and more, to start shopping for more sustainable products and enjoy Amazon's wide selection, convenience, and everyday low prices, visit Amazon.com and search for Climate Pledge Friendly or look for the label on product pages or in search results. Even with all the masking, distancing, and pandemic precautions in California, the virus continues to have increased numbers. California officials are citing what they refer to as an astonishing spike in coronavirus cases from overwhelmed hospitals. But the state's health director said Wednesday that additional restrictions are not being considered. California's confirmed cases have shot up nearly 500 percent in the last two weeks, and hospitalizations have doubled since Christmas to more than 8,000. State models forecast hospitalizations could top 20,000 by early February. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. It should be noted Dr. Fauci this week announced some hospitalization numbers may be inflated. As when someone breaks a leg or has an appendicitis and goes to the hospital for help, they're tested for COVID. If they test positive, they will be included in the hospitalization count because they were at the hospital when tested. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. 
Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Supply Chain Task Force Leader John Percati from the White House lectern Wednesday reflects on last year's holiday supply chain numbers. Here's some of that briefing. The president saw early on how the pandemic was putting our supply chains to the test. In February, he issued an executive order requiring agencies to produce reports identifying challenges in our supply chains for a set of critical products and for a set of critical industries. When the first reports were released in June, He created a supply chain disruptions task force at the cabinet level to use every government lever to address the near-term disruptions related to the pandemic. One area he asked the task force to focus on was ports and trucking. In July, Secretary Buttigieg convened all of the key players from the goods movement supply chain, ports, labor, trucking, businesses, and more. In August, I joined the effort to serve as an honest broker who could help move everyone from finger-pointing towards taking action. By October, the president brought together the nation's largest retailers, ports, and labor, and earned commitments from all to move toward a 24-7 supply chain system. We also worked with the ports to propose fees on ocean carriers that were leaving import containers at the ports in Los Angeles and Long Beach for too long. This fee has helped lead to a 40% reduction in long-dwelling containers at those two ports. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Hour three of titillating sports rolls on. We're streaming live on Twitch TV. I'm pointing at the camera. You the finger guns. Ah. Little wink, hey. For those of you not on Twitch TV, not looking at my face, I'd like to welcome you into the show. Hour three 
We've got one more guest uh, in about 10 minutes, 15 after. We'll be speaking with Jefferson White. Plays Jimmy on the TV series Yellowstone. He's uh, got a new Yellowstone podcast. So we'll talk to him about that and about the show. But after that, it's just me, a microphone, Daniel producing in the other room on the board, and your calls, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. Talked to Armand earlier for the whole segment, because we could, and I did, and I chose to. Uh, I've come to realize, like Rick said, I'm all about the calls. If if I can go, if I can talk ten minutes with the uh, with a caller and and we can go back and forth, let's do it. Sign me up. It's a good time. That's what sports radio is all about is getting the opinions of somebody that's not you. Armand and I disagreed on a couple things, but we for the most part agreed there because we're both Warriors fans. We want the best for the team. So give me a call one hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. We'll talk some sports. Literally whatever sports you want to talk about. I may not be knowledgeable in the sport, and I may have to like be clicking and doing some research while we talk. Or maybe I'll just defer and be like, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about here, but I'd love to hear your take on it anyway. We can do it. So thank you, everybody listening. iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, TuneIn, Terrestrial. I think I got all of those, the digital platforms. Serious American Forces Radio Network, thank you for your service, keeping us safe, allowing me to talk on the radio for a living and push buttons on the other side when Rick's in here for a living. So we got it. Another big hour. Jefferson White coming up in a few minutes. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Titling Sports, Sports Byline USA. Yes, Miss Tubbs. Uh, no problem. I'll call someone about the plumbing. One of Beatrice's properties needs a new superintendent. Someone with handyman superpowers and a concierge alter ego. Does anyone know any good electricians near Parkville? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time. Time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. (laughs) Wow, 
It's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cashback one more time. We match all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. At Alico.com, we are the number one automated driveway gate brand in the USA. Each gate is meticulously handcrafted from powder-coated galvanized steel. They are resistant to chipping, scratching, and fading, and come with an unheard of 10-year warranty, making them beautiful for years to come. We offer a wide variety of styles and sizes to choose from. See our full selection at Alico.com. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show. Jefferson White will be joining me in a couple minutes here. Scheduled at 15 after. We'll talk to him about Yellowstone and his new official Yellowstone podcast. That's pretty cool. It it reminds me a little bit of uh, Walking and Talking Dead, except... Daniel, just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Talking Dead is a show, not a podcast, right? With Chris Hardwick, yeah, or at least it used to be with Chris Hardwick, yeah. So, along those lines, except it's more 2022, it's a podcast instead of another TV show. And it's funny, I've admittedly, I've never seen Yellowstone prior, I was actually supposed to have Jefferson Jefferson Davis, jeez, I hope I don't say that during the interview. I was supposed to have Jefferson White on a, a few weeks ago when Rick was out of town for like two weeks. And uh, he had to reschedule, and turns out it's to today when also I'm in the studio, so it's destined to be, but it's funny. I hadn't seen the show, hadn't really even heard of it prior to, you know, when I was supposed to have him on. So uh, my producer, Daniel, uh, he he watches it every week, was able to give me a little 411, and I did research, obviously, on my own to, you know, find out a little bit more about the show and him and and stuff like that. But ever since then, I see a lot of Yellowstone commercials. Like, oh, the season finale is coming up. Check it out, Yellowstone. You got you, you got stuff like that. And I've also seen a lot of uh, previews for 1883, which is a spinoff prequel-type show for Yellowstone. And I haven't changed the channels that I watch. The channels that I'm watching are the exact same channels that I usually watch. Stick stick to my channels here, and uh, I'm seeing a lot more of it. it. It's almost like when you when you get a new car, all of a sudden you start seeing that car everywhere, and uh, or or you can't even think of something. Or or it's it's like if you talk about something and your phone hears it, and you start getting ads for it on your Facebook. But I don't think cable is capable of doing that. But if it is, and my TV's listening to me. It's a little unsettling, and I'm concerned. But it is cool 
just the the time. And maybe the maybe, again, maybe the commercials have been there the entire time, and I just didn't notice it because I just like I no, I've never heard of it. I'm just kind of out of sight, out of mind. I I just tune out and don't pay attention to it. But now that I now that it's at the forefront of my conscience, it's like, oh man. Yeah, it's cool. It's a Yellowstone commercial. I'm going to interview uh, Jefferson White. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Or hey, 1883. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a spinoff from Yellowstone. Okay, yeah, I know that. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's like you get you buy a new Honda, and all of a sudden you see those Hondas everywhere. As I mentioned, Jefferson White is now joining me. He's an actor. He plays Jimmy on the TV series Yellowstone. He's also the host of the brand new official Yellowstone podcast brought to all fans, everyone brought to them by 101 Studios, MTV Entertainment Studios, and the Paramount Network. And the cool thing about this podcast is it's recorded from inside the presenting sponsor, Win Las Vegas' new state-of-the-art sound studio. And this is the first official podcast that goes behind the scenes. We'll give listeners exclusive interviews from the cast, crew, special guests from the popular TV series. Listeners will hear what it's really like on the Dutton Ranch. And Jefferson, welcome to the show. How cool is it getting to host the show's official podcast? And you're the one responsible for giving fans a peek behind the scenes of what is a very popular show. Hey, man, thanks for having me. It's great to meet you. Uh, It's an honor to host the podcast. I felt so thrilled to be asked and so grateful for the chance to to get an opportunity to sit down and talk with these artists whose work I've admired for years, you know, and in some cases just to get an excuse to to hang out with my friends in Las Vegas and uh, and shoot the shit. Uh, presenting sponsor uh, is uh, Win Las Vegas. Uh, how cool is it to get to record the podcast there at their new state-of-the-art sound studio? That sounds like a good time. It's wild, man. I feel so lucky. They're really, they're really spoiling us rotten. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility, and it's a, a perfect space to just hang out and, and chat and kind of dig a little deeper on a lot of the, uh, the conversations that I already see our fans having in the comments on social media and sort of in the, the larger Yellowstone community. And it's cool. I think of behind-the-scenes podcasts. I think of other super popular shows. Like, I know Brian Baumgartner has a super popular one that has to do with The Office. Uh, the Walking Dead's got a show. So it, it, I know how much the fan base craves content. So when a show like this that is super popular, it's getting a spinoff, uh, 1883, uh, how cool is it that you do get to provide that for the fans? And, and so far, what has the reception been like from fans who are always dying for more when they love a show like Yellowstone? We've had a a great reception and I'm so, so grateful for our audience. You know, I mean, our audience is also the reason that we've gotten to shoot four seasons of the show now, you know? When we started out, the the show was hugely ambitious, hugely sort of epic in scale and scope. And we're so lucky that we found such a dedicated audience so quickly because it means we get to keep making the show. It means we now get to make this podcast, it means that Taylor has gotten the opportunity to make an incredible empire of shows. You know, he's got so much going on right now and they just keep getting better and better. So as a fan of Yellowstone and then also just as a fan of Taylor Sheridan's, I'm, I feel really uh, grateful for the opportunity just to see him continue to sort of deepen and expand his world and his imagination and to get to see these shows, each of which becomes my new favorite show, you know? 
when Mayor of Kingstown came out on Paramount Plus, I was so delighted. That was my new favorite show right up until 1883 came out. And now that's my new favorite show. So I really just feel lucky to, to be a small part of it. Now, talking a little bit about this past season, uh, what has been the difference in filming locations or some of the challenges filming during the pandemic? Because I know you did switch locations during uh, the last year and a half. Yeah, so we used to shoot half the show in Utah and half the show in Montana, traveling back and forth between the two. And then in uh, season four, we just did the whole thing in Montana, except for the Texas unit, which was a, a splinter unit you know, a small dedicated crew got on a, a chartered plane basically and flew down to Texas. So we were all sort of one big germ pool together, which was a, a strange experience that involved a lot of trust and a lot of faith in one another, but it was also kind of beautiful and, uh, and life affirming. And I also just feel so grateful to, you know, to Paramount, to Viacom, to one-on-one studios, to all the entities that like put us back to work during the pandemic, you know? It was such a moment of, of uncertainty for so many of us, especially, you know, in the arts. Uh, and so getting, getting to go back to work at that time was such a privilege. And I feel so grateful to everybody who, who gave us that chance. You know, they put thousands of people back to work to make Yellowstone. You mentioned the, the Texas split there for a storyline. Your character was actually sent to a different ranch. Um, what was it like going to a different ranch and being completely separated? Not, not just, you know, location-wise, but the storyline was separated from the rest of the on-screen world you guys had kind of built up. What was that situation like for you? It was really it was really fascinating, and I was really grateful for it. I felt really lucky for the opportunity because it, it represented more responsibility than I've ever had on the show. You know, normally it's my job to, uh, to come in and be the clueless kid and to sort of follow the leader, you know, to follow... Rip, if Rip's in a scene, to follow Lloyd, if, if Forey J. Smith is in a scene, or to follow John Dutton. And so down there in Texas, it was an incredible opportunity for Jimmy to sort of be out on his own away from those security blankets, you know, those, those, uh, those sort of defense mechanisms he's been surrounded by. So it was really a, a test for Jimmy and for me. You know, I, I didn't really have any of those crutches to lean on. And so I was so grateful for that opportunity because that's a kind of learning you can only really do. Um, that's the kind of learning you can only really do uh, in that sort of environment, you know, when all the other security blankets are stripped away. We're a couple more questions for actor Jefferson White. He plays Jimmy on the TV series Yellowstone, just wrapped their fourth season. He's also the host of the brand new official Yellowstone podcast, uh, brought to everybody by 101 Studios, MTV Entertainment Studios, and the Paramount Network. And the podcast is recorded from Inside Presenting sponsor Win Las Vegas via their new state-of-the-art sound studio. Um, what has it been like working with so much wildlife on the show? I, there, there's always, you know, there's the, the group of people like, oh, this is very cool. Other other groups like, oh, it's it's uh, it's animals, whatever. What what has the experience been like for you working with so many animals? It's been amazing. I mean, prior to working on Yellowstone, I had never touched a horse in my life. Um, and, and so working on the show has been a really remarkable opportunity to get to spend time with horses, to get to sort of learn about that world. And, and that's another, you know, it's sort of a trust exercise. I think there's something sort of, there, there's something that really holds you accountable about a, a horse, you know, there's a sort of a kind of communication and trust between a horse and a rider that you really don't find anywhere else. So I feel like I've learned so much from the horses I've worked with and from the horse trainers I've worked with. You know, we, we're also surrounded by so many talented horse trainers and riders and cowboys. And I, I've learned so much from them as well. 
so yeah, I've, I felt very, very, very lucky to have that that opportunity. And you've gotten to film, obviously. We talk about the, the locate. You mentioned some of the locations you've gotten to film. Some some stunningly beautiful sceneries. Um, was there a scene that you filmed where just the surrounding environment kind of took your breath away for a moment? Really, the the transition from Montana to Texas, when all of a sudden we were in Texas, the the scale of the four sixes really, I, I found it to be really breathtaking. We were all of a sudden doing these sequences out there with, you know, five hundred cattle um, with another 12 or 15 cowboys, that the scale of that was really uh, kind of awe inspiring to me. Also, because, you know, I've spent the past four years working on the the Dutton Ranch, a fictional ranch. So to go down to the Four Sixes, which is a, a real historic cattle ranch, one of the biggest, oldest cattle ranches in the United States, uh, it, it was really that that was an incredibly sort of breathtaking experience. Got about a minute left, uh, so I'll ask one last question. Um, with the podcast, you're discussing the show as a whole. So, what what do you hope to convey about the series a, as a process, and, and what specifics do you want to take the fans and even people who aren't fans of the show that do find the podcast? What do you hope to share with them with this podcast? Yeah, so the goal has really been to to dig into the the sort of authentic nature of the show. You know, so about half of our crew, half of our cast, really comes from this world, the ranching world the horse training world, uh, the Western world. And so the opportunity to talk with those folks who grew up ranching, who grew up in the rodeo, who grew up sort of immersed in this culture and to, to talk to them about their experience in that world and then also how their experience in that world flavors the experience of working on the show and how they bring themselves and their lives and their like real experience in the Western world to the show because I think the show has the kind of rare mix of, you know, fact and fiction, a sort of beautiful blending of, uh, of, of real life and, uh, you know, exciting made up stuff. Uh, so it, it's been a, a really exciting opportunity to dig into the, the real world behind Yellowstone and the, the real world of the, the modern West. All right, we've been speaking with actor Jefferson White. He plays Jimmy on the TV series Yellowstone. Just fin- finished their fourth season already. And uh, he's also the host of the brand new official Yellowstone podcast brought to us by 101 Studios, MTV Entertainment Studios, and the Paramount Network. And it's shot inside presenting sponsor Win Las Vegas's new state-of-the-art sound studio. Jefferson, thanks so much for taking some time and joining us. It was a pleasure having you on. And good luck on the rest of the series and the podcast. Cheers. Thanks, brother. Thanks for taking the time. It was absolutely my pleasure. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Titillating Sports. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. 
800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show, Dominic Jimenez. My thanks to Jefferson White. I swear, I'm going to say his name a couple more times the rest of this hour. Just saying, hey, thanks, great guest. And I promise I'm not going to say Jefferson Davis again. I, I didn't say it during the interview. I think that's the most important part. When they were listening before the interview, before he connected, and during the interview, I didn't say it. That's what matters. At least that's what I'm going to go with. If you want to talk some sports, give me a call, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. And we'll do our thing. We'll talk some sports. We'll talk about Antonio Brown in the next segment when I've when I've got more than, like, six minutes. So, until then, let's navigate something else, huh? I don't even know where I want to go. Oh, I I take it back. Yes, I do. So, MLB, the Hall of Fame voting, we, we've seen the media take liberties and punish players for kind of being jerks during their playing, day, playing days. And it's funny that this story came out today with Aaron, or it came out yesterday with Aaron Rodgers 
and the NFL MVP voter who refuses to vote for him because quote unquote, because he, he Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. He's the biggest jerk in the league. That's why he's not going to vote. Uh, Hub Arkush is not going to vote uh, for him. He's a Chicago sportscaster who has an MVP vote. But actually, I, this morning when I got up, I I get my Facebook uh, notification saying, oh, uh, my memories, on this day you posted this. Well, actually, a few years ago I posted how ridiculous it was Jeff Kent got under 15% of the vote his first two seasons on the Hall of Fame ballot. Now, did I expect Jeff Kent to be a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. First ballot? Absolutely not. It just it wasn't going to happen. But to have seen him slowly improve but still not be where you would expect arguably the greatest offensive second baseman of all time to be? Now, yes, I'm a little biased. I'm a Giants fan. I loved Jeff Kent. I was 9, 10, 11 in that 2000 to 2003, 2002 range where he was at his best and the Giants were phenomenal. But I got into a discussion with a, a buddy of mine. He's like, yeah, you know, he, he works in the media and he's like, yeah, you know, Jeff Kent was not friendly back then. And I'm like, I get it. I understand him being a jerk, but you're, the job of media members who get votes in these type of things, they should not be allowed to be judge, jury, and executioner. As a cliche, I know they're not literally any of those, not literally an executioner or anything, but they should be able to put aside their personal feelings and vote somebody based on their competitive merits. That's that's my opinion. If I had a Hall of Fame vote or an MVP vote or a whatever it might be, Heisman, whatever voting, if I get to that point in my career one day, I am absolutely not going to hold it against somebody if they're not the best person or the friendliest person off the field, the pitch, the court, the diamond, whatever sport they play, or the ice. Although I doubt I'm ever going to vote for something in hockey. I just don't know the sport well enough. He says, and then in 15 years, he's going to be working in hockey. I don't know. Now, if you want to punish them for transgressions they've committed off in their in their off time I can slightly understand that cuz there's a morality clause and morality um threshold you have to hit or something like that I know at least in baseball there there's a morality clause where you have to be above board which is ridiculous cuz there are some seriously not above board people in the Hall of Fame already just in terms of the things that they did uh, off the field but if if somebody is just not personable, now I get it. If somebody's just a straight up jerk, like actively goes out of their way to be mean, I'm I'm trying so hard not to say certain words here. Bear with me. I'm gonna be slow and my words are gonna be repetitive because it's weird. But if you go out of your way to be rude and a jerk and mean and provide the media with nothing, who, for the most part, more oftentimes than not, are just trying to do their job, then I understand why people don't want to vote for you. But you got to remember the media who, who take this so personally. Some of these guys just aren't people person. People people. I guess that's the right way to say it. They're not a people person. 
and I'm using it plurally. I guess they're not people people. A lot of people just are not personable. They're they're not going to be super friendly. They're not comfortable talking with strangers, even though, like the beat writers, they might get used to them at, at, down the road. They just may not have a lot to say. They're quiet. They're reserved. They're introverts, whatever it might be. So we can't punish athletes for that. Now, do I agree with everything Aaron Rodgers has said over the last year? No, I don't. But you know what? It's his right to believe in whatever he wants to believe in, however he wants to feel, as long as it's not harming anybody, which I understand there's an argument with the way he's approached the the, the whole vaccine, not vaccinated, uh, immunized, the whole discussion. I get it. Aaron Rodgers is not going out of his way to say, don't do this, don't do that, don't do that. Aaron Rodgers has been consistent in talking about what was the decision and best for him. I'm not going to punish him for having a different set of beliefs in that regard than I do. I could not get to that point. Would I vote for Aaron Rodgers for the MVP? I'd consider it. I think I'm still going to vote Jonathan Taylor. That's my personal preference. Maybe I'd even consider Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, if he wins the MVP, no issues for me. And I got to give him a shout out because they asked him about that writer and he calls, he's an absolute bum. Now, I wonder if this writer wasn't in Chicago if he would feel the same way. Because we, we've seen stupid things like that where a writer from a rival team refuses to give a vote to somebody. We've seen that many times, especially in baseball. I've seen it a lot. So we got to wonder, Habarkush, Akrush, if you weren't in Chicago, would you still feel this way about Aaron Rodgers? And he wasn't beating your team twice a year. I don't know. More on the other side. Dominic Menendez, Sports Talk, and your calls 1 800 878 play, 1 800 878 7529. This is Titling Sports. Mr. So a friend told me about Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and his exact words were, it changed my life. I used to spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to remove tomato sauce from inside our microwave and soap scum off the bathtub. It's like seriously magic and my secret weapon for cleaning the kitchen, bathroom, doors and walls and even keeping my sneakers clean. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. Greatest invention ever. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, the unicorn of cleaning. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. 
The annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers contains the little known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. At Alico.com, let us help you create your own backyard oasis, offering fire pits, pergolas, awnings, patio furniture, heaters, inflatable hot tubs, and more. We employ a group of highly skilled and knowledgeable employees who are happy to help you each step of the way. View our full selection at alico.com. That's A-L-E-K-O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. Welcome back to the show. We're going to... We're not wrapping it up. we got another segment left. So you can call me, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529, and we'll talk some sports. Talk about the Warriors, I got you. Antonio Brown, I got you. Soccer, I got you. Baseball, the lockout, Rob Manfred. How about that? Ken Rosenthal got fired from MLB Network, and we're all pretty sure it's because of Rob Manfred. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, Rob Manfred. So Ken Ken Rosenthal wrote an article for The Athletic where he was critical of Rob Manfred. And then shortly after that, Ken Rosenthal says, I've been released from MLB Network. What a joke. Even before the strike, Rob Manfred was not my favorite commissioner because of all the changes he's been trying to do to baseball. And look, I'm not old. I'm not an old guy. I'm not. I'm not somebody who's going to be like, "Oh no, leave it, leave it the way it was. It was fantastic before. Don't change anything." I'm not like that. I I don't subscribe to that. I'm not on board with that. I'm all for changes. I'm okay with it. I don't mind it at all. You want to change tweaks here and there? Sure, make the game better. But all of Rob Manfred's changes have just been so ridiculous. We don't need a pitch clock. We don't, we, don't, we don't need runners at second base, although the runners at second base isn't the worst rule ever. I, I don't hate it. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. But he keeps tinkering with things that don't need to be tinkered with. So even before the lockout, Rob Manfred was low on my list of commissioners. And honestly, I think Adam Silver is the only great commissioner in American sports. Or at least the only very good one. Everybody else is eh or blah. Those are the only other options. They're either good, meh, or blah. And I know I I, I was going to talk about Antonio Brown here, but I just I took a side note because I got to stand by Ken Rosenthal 
and uh, the absurdity of Rob Manfred. And I don't know. It's actually breaking news. Any, did you guys hear this? You guys, girls, ladies, folks, people. Did y'all hear it? There we go. Include everybody. Did y'all hear it? Breaking news. MLB has decided to not allow fans into any games this season because everybody is mad at Rob Manfred and said mean things about him on Twitter. So he's banning fans from the stadiums. That's a joke, but you got to love Twitter. As horrible as Twitter is, can be, there's always nuggets like that that just make you smile and make you chuckle. Rob Manfred, not on my list of winners this week. Not, not at all. 1-800-878-7529 is the number to call and be heard. All right, so by now, this is day four of talking about the Antonio Bryant. Antonio Bryant. Daniel, was Antonio, Antonio Bryant was a wide receiver, right, for the Cowboys? Played for the Niners at one point, like really briefly, I think. Or maybe the Cleveland... Maybe, maybe maybe the Browns. Some he was somebody. Okay, so my bad. No, Antonio Brown. Four four days after his, I don't I don't even know if we can call it a meltdown. His breakdown. Four days after he took his pads, jersey, and undershirt off and threw it into the stands. We'll call it that. Four days after he left the game mid game. And looked a little bit like Daniel Bryan going through the end zone, hopping with his hands up. Like, I was expecting him to be like, yes, yes, I'm out of here, yes. But now, finally, you know, we've been, the fans, everybody's. So Bruce Arians said that uh, he's no longer a Buccaneer. Um, why haven't they released him? So we've been on, when is Antonio Brown going to get released We've been on watch, basically, since Sunday. And Daniel just texted me. Oh, man! I nailed it! Antonio Bryant. Cowboys, Browns, Niners. Then he played for the Bucks, Bengals, and the Seahawks, but I, I wasn't going to get that. How the hell do I remember Antonio Bryant? I don't know, but I'm going to take it. Um, Well, that's the question about when is he going to get released because Bruce Arians already said he's not going to play another down for the... He's not a Buccaneer anymore. What's happened? Thursday, January 6th, he's been released. Officially. And uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have terminated the contract of Antonio Brown effective immediately, the team said via Twitter. And this is on CBS Sports. While Antonio did receive treatment on his ankle and was listed on the injury report the week leading up to last Sunday's game, he was cleared to play by our medical team prior to the start of the game. And at no point during the game did he indicate to our medical personnel that he could not play. We have attempted multiple times throughout this week to schedule an evaluation by an outside orthopedic specialist, yet Antonio has not complied. Maintaining the health and wellness of our players is of the utmost importance to our organization. Antonio Brown broke a silence on Instagram because I, I because it, we just had Festivus, and my buddy Daniel here is a huge uh, Seinfeld fan. He aired a list of grievances. Antonio Brown did. Um, this was his statement on Instagram. First of all, I'd like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We worked together to resolve those difficulties, and I will always appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true. I make mistakes. I'm working on myself, and I have positive influences around me. 
But one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field. No one can accuse me of not giving it my all every play. Because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from my coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up. The staff injected me with what I now know was a powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller that the NFL Players Association has warned against using, and I gave it all for, my, for the team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safely perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that, the pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him, It's my ankle. But he knew that. It was well documented and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, Coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead, he shouted at me, You're done! While he ran his finger across his throat. Coach was telling me that if I didn't play hurt, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. Okay, I'm going to pause there. Bruce Arians didn't know Antonio Brown had a bad ankle? I played fantasy football and he knew he had a bad ankle. He's not even on my team. What a joke if it's true. Okay, sorry, I got that out of the way. Now I'm going to continue. That's 100% inaccurate. Not only did he know I missed several games with the injury, he and I exchanged texts days before the game where he clearly acknowledged my injury. He obviously knew I was on the injured list. And the GM acknowledged after the game in text messages to my camp that I did tell coach about my ankle pain on Sunday. I know we were losing to the Jets and it was frustrating for all of us. But I could not make football plays on that ankle. Yes, I walked off the field. But there's a major difference between launching from the line and taking hits compared to jogging off the field with a rush of emotions going through your mind. I am reflecting on my reaction, but there was a trigger. The trigger was someone telling me I'm not allowed to feel pain. I acknowledge my past, but my past does not make me a second-class citizen. My past does not forfeit my right to be heard when I am in pain. All right, I could I could keep going, but man, this is a long post from Antonio Brown, and I'm not trying to bore you all, but... What a twist, huh? And this is, I think it's become, until we get some kind of definitive proof, if we get somebody that recorded Bruce Arians doing the the, the cut, the the finger to the throat gesture to Antonio Brown, then maybe we can be like, oh man, Antonio Brown was right. But until then, we're just left to formulate our own opinions. And obviously, the first opinion was Antonio Brown is crazy and he quit on his team. And we've seen Antonio Brown have instances where people were concerned for his well-being, his mental health, his physical well-being. People were concerned he was okay. And and I think it's his track record and his past and his history that made everybody concerned for him again on Sunday. But... If even some of what Antonio Brown said is true, there's a bigger problem in Tampa than losing Antonio Brown the way that they did mid-game. If Bruce Arians really... I know I took a pause from the quote earlier to say this, but if he really genuinely forgot that Antonio Brown was hurt, if that's true, I'm... I'm speechless. I'm flabbergasted. That's right. I just was just able to use the word flabbergasted on the radio. 
It's unthinkable to 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 know or to even be put into a position to believe that a head coach didn't know one of his best players had been hurt. It's not like just Antonio Brown got hurt the week prior. He was on injured reserve. So he missed multiple weeks of the season with an ankle injury. Came back and performed great the week prior. What was that make that week? 16. He was great. Then comes week 17, and and you're going to tell me Bruce Arians forgot? And we haven't heard from the GM yet, but in, in his message, Antonio Brown says, yeah, the GM acknowledged I told Bruce Arians about my ankle. He also released Antonio Brown also released some screenshots. Now it was weird the the text messages with that he supposedly exchanged with Bruce Arians. It looked weird like it may not have been the actual text conversation he had with Bruce Arians. It just looked a little awkward, especially that Bruce Arians was like, "Hey Antonio, it's Bruce." Wouldn't you just say, hey, it's coach? So that part is a little weird. But there's a lot more to unpack here. And I know Tom Brady is a leader. He's a professional. But you have to wonder, how much can Tom Brady manage to keep things moving forward here? The Bucks are in the playoffs. They won the division. They're in position to be at least competitors for the NFC Championship. I'm not going to say they're the favorites because they're not. One of the favorites, probably. But how much of a... And we hear this all the time. Oh, it's a distraction. It's a distraction. But now it's not just Antonio Brown leaving the team. That would have been distraction enough. But now, based on what Antonio Brown said, again, I don't know what's true. I don't know what's false. I only know what has been laid out by essentially both sides. The opinion I formulated on Sunday and the opinion I have now are not the same, and I feel like this is a fluid situation. Things are going to keep changing here. But what's at the crux of it is, A, who's telling the truth? Or is the truth a combination of the two? It might be. And B, how does this affect the Buccaneers long term? Because if Antonio Brown is right, if he with what he's saying is true, if I'm a Buccaneer player, I don't know how much faith and trust I can have in Bruce Arians anymore. At least enough faith and trust in him in in terms of my health. And in football, health is everything. It's any sport. But we've seen athletes be injured time after time. Careers end in football quickly. All those kind of things. We've seen it happen. Long-term injuries. I don't know if I'm a player if I can trust Bruce Arians if any of what Antonio Brown said is true. So we'll have to keep an eye on this situation. It, it might be a colossal mess. We might just be scratching the surface here. We're not scratching the surface of the show because we're almost wrapped up for today. Join me on the other side. Dominic Mena, still in sports. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. 
Echo Antioxidant Water, developed by Synergy Science, is the best water you can drink, and it's only available through this special radio offer. Over 1,000 research studies have shown that the powerful antioxidant used in Echo Antioxidant Water can reduce inflammation, improve brain function, help you sleep better, and boost gut health. With just two glasses a day, you can experience these benefits right from the comfort of your home. Some people have even replaced their morning coffee jolt with Echo Antioxidant Water. Call now and learn which Echo product by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789. What are you so happy about? I'm on the pill. Aren't you two a bit old to worry about having more kids? Not her. Me. Uh, you lost me there, buddy. Steel Man pills. Things weren't always looking up if you catch my drift. So, my doctor prescribed me a little something. Like Viagra? Yeah, but that's expensive, and it wasn't covered by my insurance. Steel Man pills cost me less than three bucks a pill, and virtually the same effect. I just called and got over 40 pills for only $99. I have this friend who might be looking and... Well, if your friend wants some help, the consultation is free over the phone. No clinic. Steel Man Pills sends it in the mail in a confidential package. I'm on it. I mean, my friend will be on it. Steel Man Pills. Going the extra mile to help men with erectile dysfunction. 800-399-3691. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539 or text Franchise 123 to 63566. Text Franchise 123 to 63566. You're listening to Dominic Jimenez on Sports Byline USA. All right, welcome back to the show, wrapping this thing up. My thanks again to all of my guests. Here's the list of them. Daniel Pemberton, he's an Academy Award-winning film composer. Sorry, Academy Award-nominated film composer, and he has won other awards for his composing. My bad. Kenny Harrison, Olympic silver medalist and a world record holder. Kyle Troop, PBA Player of the Year last year. He's ready to defend his title, his crown. Although he wasn't the king of bowling, so he actually doesn't get to wear a crown. But you get my point. Uh, George Campbell talking some soccer. And Jefferson White from Yellowstone talking about his new Yellowstone podcast. How about this? A fan is suing the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Demands both teams leave New Jersey and play home games in New York. 
The lawsuit seeks $2 billion in monetary damages and $4 billion in punitive damages with legal claims against the two teams including false advertising and deceptive practices. The both teams are obviously New York, New York Giants, New York Jets, but they do play in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Rutherford, New Jersey. And um, it actually has been a point of contention where people who are on the New York side uh, of the Hudson River are not happy about it. And a fan is taking legal action. He demands both teams abandon MetLife Stadium in New Jersey and return to playing in New York by 2025. Now, this is never going to go anywhere. But it's fast. Imagine how many lawsuits there could be. The San Francisco 49ers, they play in Santa Clara. They need to get back to San Francisco. Just could you imagine? My gosh. If there's money to be had, people will sue somebody for whatever it might be. Suing the Giants and the Jets to come back to New York. Whatever. I'm Dominic Jimenez. Thank you so much for taking some time and joining me today. For Armand, for calling in, for all the guests, all the listeners at home, wherever you might be. Thank you so much. Coming up next, Mike Sembervivi and Brian Alvarez with Wrestling Observer Live. I'm Dominic Jimenez. This is Titillating Sports.